Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. Hi, this is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Christian Roth of BD Diesel. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. Today we're going to be talking about transmission fluid. I'm going to be joined by Mark from Amsoil, and he's going to answer some questions about what type of transmission fluids that are out there for Ford, GM, and Ram, and then also what their product can do to be able to help with shift quality, heat dissipation, a lot of different things. And I've never covered transmission fluid on the podcast, but I know it's a question that pops up, especially for those of you that have a transmission failure and you're going to a built transmission and you wonder, hey, should I you know, run something better, something different? And there's a, a lot of questions I've compiled over the years to be able to ask him. So we're really excited to be able to chat with him today. Before we get to it, though, we want to encourage you guys, if you're not on our Discord, you need to jump on there. There's a lot of great discussions, a lot of ideas for shows and, and things you guys want to know about trucks that I'm able to book with a guest and, and have them on. So you're going to find the link down below. Just click right over and it's totally free to join. Um, there's a lot of cool sections. We have Cummins Duramax Power Stroke, um, General Talk. We have different sales that we post for some of our sponsors that are on there. So it's a great place if you're a Diesel Podcast fan to be able to hang out, learn more information, share your builds, be able to connect with the podcast in a different way. Also, if you're looking for even more connection with the Diesel Podcast, we have a Patreon. And the reason we started a Patreon is, you know, we when we started this podcast years ago, we wanted to be able to connect these industry leaders, these brands to truck owners out there. You know, it can be really hard if you're at an event or, or you're somewhere to be able to chat with the owner of a company. And we wanted to be able to bring that right to your smartphones. And as far as, you know, podcasting is, we're the only independent podcast that's out there. This is this is what we do. We do podcasts all the time. And so your support goes a long way to be able to help us. You'll find packages there as low as $3 a month. Um, but you have more access to us. There's lots of uh, perks that we have where your truck can be our podcast cover for a month. You can be listed as a producer for an episode. Um, you know, I can give you a shout out on, on a podcast itself. So it's a, it's a really cool way for us to be able to stay connected to you guys, which is, you know, at the foundation of our podcast is to be basically your guys's podcast. So the, the topics you want, um, the guests that you want, that's who comes on to our weekly podcast. So I wanted to be able to let you guys know there's a link down below to join. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. You can reach us anytime on Instagram, Facebook. You can send us an email to info at the dieselpodcast.com. And I love reading your guys' emails and I'm always checking those throughout the day. All right, let's get to the podcast with Mark and chatting about transmission fluid. Mark, welcome back to the Diesel Podcast. It's always a pleasure to chat with you. And today we're going to cover a topic that I've never covered on the podcast, which is automatic and manual transmission fluid. So I look forward to picking your brain and asking you some technical questions that I'm sure you know, Diesel Nation out there is going to want to know and and uh, come away from the podcast knowing a little bit more about what kind of fluids to run. Thanks for being back on. This is a, it's a big topic. It, um, it is. There is some, there's some fallacies out there. Uh, there's some people playing garage chemist out there, um, but <laughs> training fluids are important. So it makes you go forward. Oh yeah. Yeah, exactly. And there's a, you know, I think over the last probably couple of years, there's a huge influx of people either 
Um, they didn't have a diesel truck and they, they just purchased one, maybe not necessarily new, but they bought a pre-owned one, um, or they're jumping back into an older vehicle. And, you know, typically, you know, with, with transmission fluid, it, it's not that it's not kind of like that hot button topic where, you know, guys all sit around and, you know, on a Saturday afternoon and debate the the benefits of transmission fluid, but there's so many different things out there. And I wanted to start kind of at the beginning and, you know, we're going to be dealing with four GM uh, Dodge trucks is, you know, what, 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 what's the factory specifying? Um, you know, are they different between all three? Do they have different qualities? Why is it that you open your owner's manual and you have a 2005 Dodge, it says one thing, you you got 2001 Duramax, it says something else, and Ford's something entirely different. Um, first of all, the, the fact that people don't sit around and debate transmission fluids, well, they don't until they have a failure, and then all of a sudden they start having the debate. And most time is is the debate on, well, I'm not going to rebuild it as stock. That was foolish. I'm just going to be sitting here again in the same problem. So who am I going to go have build it? Yeah. And then what does, and then who, who recommends at that point, what fluid goes in it? So that's a, that's a different topic we talked on the road, but the OEMs have like everything else and transmissions, you can lump in that same deal. They have specifications for everything. Like they have fluid specifications for engine transmissions, diffs, uh, coolants, greases to use. Um, and they, and they do that so that, um, they have some level of performance that they're driving into their fluids. And that is typically based on you know, historical testing, uh, durability testing, severe service testing. I mean, they all have their own testing platforms um, and proving grounds. And then they, they, they measure fluid performance in whatever maybe they change they had made to the, in this case, transmission from model year to model year. And then that drives uh, a specification that says, you know, the fluid must um, be uh, still fluid at this temperature, right? So a pore point will help you dictate that. Um, Brookfield viscosity, so that's a measurement of the fluid's viscosity at colder temperatures. Um, so that's important. You know, wear protection, you know, there's a variety of tests you can, you can have for wear protection. Um, usually a specification will drive, you know, certain levels of performance. And if you look at, you know, Ford, GM, and Chrysler, if you boil down the specs, they're not horribly different. Um, at times you'll see um, maybe one that has a colder temperature requirement than another one, and that's what drives it, like ATF plus four. Or um, TES-295, which is a GM specification, well, adopt a GM specification through Allison, you know, they have their fluid performance based on testing they've done. <clears throat> or it's um, Dextron, Mercon, et cetera. You know, there's, over the years, they've started at, at a certain level of performance. And then as new make models come out and different requirements come out, specifications change, which is now you're at Dex 6, Mercon 6, Mercon 5, et cetera. Um, I guess, you know, the, the next question that, that kind of pops up is, you know, from a perspective of, of AMSOIL is when you guys take a look at, you know, Dexron or Mercon or ETF plus four, and you guys know how people are using their diesel trucks, um, whether it be towing heavy, um, putting a lot of miles on, um, or on the performance side is, you know, what are some weak points in these factory fluids where you guys look at it and say, Hey, we can improve this, whether it's 
cold weather performance or it's heat dissipation or, you know, making clutch packs, um, you know, potentially be protected um, with some of the qualities that, that you guys are able to come up with? Well, first, a couple of things you got to realize that um, over the years and perhaps many of your listeners know this is that the OEMs have been battling fuel economy requirements, right? Well, fuel economy just doesn't mean, um, well, what it means is I need to be more efficient. And in order to be more efficient, I can drive, I can get more fuel economy, right? Well, they've driven that to every um, piece of the truck they can from aerodynamics, tire size, tire pressures, fluids that go in engine and all drivetrain because lower viscosity fluids have been proven to improve fuel economy. So yesteryear's pickup truck had a higher viscosity transmission fluid. The pickup trucks today um, come with lower viscosity transmission fluids for fuel efficiency. Now, when you say, you know, knowing people that are out there and how they do it and how they abuse their truck and they put programmers on for more power and et cetera, it, in my opinion, that's it's totally opposite what you want to do in a transmission. Um, so I'm going to put 100 more horse on this thing. I'm going to abuse the heck out of it, tow a trailer doing 90 up a mountainside, and I want a low-vis fluid. To me, that seems really foolish. Now, that's what the OEM does, and they're doing it for fuel economy. In fact, the next specification for transmission fluid is even thinner yet for improved fuel efficiency. Um, so the, the, the transmission, whether people know this or not, the transmission needs that fluid for a couple things. It obviously provides wear protection between your gears. You know, once you've found a gear and you have torque lockup, um, you have this oil in between your gear teeth and it's keeping those gear teeth separated so you don't have metal metal um, touching. That fluid, however, is also a hydraulic medium to make sure that your the valve body and your automatic transmission can shift in between gears, right? Um, if you remember long, long, long time ago, what before synchros were ever in there, it was, you know, first gear, <laughs> little grinding into second mm -hmm. gear, right? <laughs> well, here come, here come synchros that, you know, allow that to um, disengage and then allow for a much smoother shift. Automatic transmissions, not like synchros, but similar in fashion, right? I can shift between one gear and another and I'm grinding gears along the way. And I have a torque converter between my engine and my transmission that allows the decoupling. That's all fluid mechanics that are allowing that to happen, which is the transmission fluid. So, I mean, you have a couple things going on and the weak points of it really are, you know, another thing with today's trucks, and this gets to the weak point is, um, in order to gain fuel efficiency in the drivetrain as quick as possible, they've put a, an OEM, what they say, they put a cooler on the transmission and they run coolant through it. Well, it's not, it's not so much of a cooler as opposed to it's an oil heater. You know, if the ambient temperature is 70 degrees outside, your transmission fluid is 70 degrees. Well, it's much thicker at 70 degrees. So it's, it's not as efficient as it would be if it was much thinner at 150 degrees. So what they do is they run coolant, which your thermostat in your cooling system is 180, 190, 200 degrees. And they run this uh, uh, heat transfer of 
tranny fluid to coolant. So it drives your tranny fluid up to what your coolant temperature is, which is 200 degrees. Well, that drives efficiency into the transmission. Well, if you're a guy pulling a trailer, um, you may have gone a long time uh, and never reached 200 degrees Fahrenheit in your transmission. But with today's trucks now, they're forcing the tranny to be a start at 200. And then as you're putting load to the transmission, it puts loads on the gear faces that increases heat in towing and the transmission is supposed to shed that. Well, it can only shed it as fast as the coolant going through the system and to 200 degrees. What you'll see when a guy pulls 90 miles an hour up a mountainside is the tranny temperatures start going up and up and up. And what happens is that viscosity goes down and down and down, which can lead to um, reduced holding pressures in your transmission, which means now your clutch packs are not as strongly held together as they had been when the fluid was cooler, which could lead to shuddering, slippage. Uh, your torque converter might not be holding as strong as possible, which could lead, lead to slippage. <clears throat> Over the while, the clutches in your transmission are suffering, and that's typically how these transmissions fail. Um, too much heat, too much power through them. The combination of those two is spinning clutches you get a bunch of glazing going on in your clutches or that that disc matter gets into your fluid um, and eventually your transmission is not holding as strong as it should be that's a typical failure of today's trains well and it's, it's something that's really hard to understand unless you know there was one time i went on a, <clears throat> a shop tour of a transmission shop and they're showing me clutch packs and they showed me like a set from a 48RE or an Allison. And, and then we start to get into the newer ones, like the 68RFE, and you see how small they are. And they were showing me um, like uh, what came on a stock transmission that failed and just how little amount of slip will start to destroy that clutch pack. You get the glazing, the fluid starts to turn real dark. And then obviously this person, you know, is spending seven, eight, nine, ten thousand $10,000 on a transmission. And it's, it, it made a lot of sense when you were talking about viscosity. And, um, you know, fuel economy and what the OEMs are doing to be able to drive this number that they need. But then on the enthusiast side, or if, you know, you're just towing with it and there's so many products out there to add 100 horsepower or 70 or 150 horsepower, how quickly you can just reach that threshold, like how we started the podcast with, you know, guys typically don't sit around and debate transmission fluid until they've had a failure. And then they start thinking, what should I put in this seven, eight, nine, ten thousand $10,000 transmission, you know, to make it last other than just what I find on the shelf. So as far as with the Amsoil product line, um, regardless of whether I have a Ford, a GM or a Ram, what kind of benefits can I get out of the fluids that you guys make first? you know, the stock specification that's in the book, as far as like the, the usability, um, the reliability, the, the benefits to, um, you know, heat dissipation or just, um, so many different factors that, that go into it. There's, there's a couple of things. Once you get up into higher end transmission fluids, you gain, you get a few things. One, you'll gain, um, especially when you get into higher end synthetics, like we have, you're going to gain cold temperature performance, which means the fluid is going to be thinner at colder temperatures, not robbing a bunch of power um, and efficiency out of it. <clears throat> It'll remain fluids while still providing great wear protection. So transmission will shift like normal, torque converter will work like normal. 
So you get better cold temperature performance, right? Even before the truck is trying to warm the fluid up through the cooler heater, cooler heater. Um, you get um, synthetics will have a better opportunity to shed heat, um, which means as you're driving heat into the transmission, the fluid is trying to shed and remove heat from the transmission. You have a better heat transfer um, method in using synthetics. Um, the <clears throat> shear stability, when you want to talk about viscosity control, the shear stability, which is a measurement of how um, that fluid will remain the same viscosity over time and over time and abuse and use, right? As a transmission, you know, all the gears and everything in there, torque converters trying to uh, destroy it. We measure that as shear. You're taking it uh, from one viscosity and the transmission is shearing it to a lower viscosity. Well, when you do that, you are driving um, the, the, the thinner, the fluid to be thinner, which we had that conversation earlier about uh, the transmission's performance when you start uh, thinning the fluid that's in it. Um, it's designed for a certain viscosity, right? As you put abuse into it, if the product is not shear stable, it's not capable of managing the viscosity and your fluid will get thinner. Um, Amsoil has a very shear stable product for um, whether you take our fluid and you put it into a half ton pickup or whether you put it into a one ton pickup and abuse the heck out of it, you're gonna maintain viscosity much longer using a fluid like ours so that you don't lose transmission performance while you're using it or abusing it. Um, the, other, the, other, the last thing probably, which is super important, is um, deposit formation, so varnish. So as you put a lot of temperature in your transmission, which they do, um, oils will oxidize. And when they do that, they can form deposits, you know, layers of varnish, and they will attach themselves to everything inside the transmission. Well, the last thing you want is all the small orifices of your valve body being half plugged up with varnish so that the transmission won't shift properly. So when you use a, a product like ours, it will maintain cleanliness to ensure that you don't get that varnish formation and reduced transmission performance. Is, uh, is something that, that just struck me there is, is I'm thinking of all the people that I know with a diesel truck, how many of them have a bone stock truck? And I can't think, I can think of a couple, but the trucks are pretty new or, you know, a year or less. Everyone else has some sort of power adder, you know, whether it's tuning or, you know, compound turbos or something like that. So I think of this relationship between how much strain I'm putting either on a stock or aftermarket transmission, how much more, um, you know, heat could, could build depending on what I'm doing with it and where that stock fluid, it just wasn't designed to handle that. You know, I, I imagine that the OEMs are building this for that specific power rating, that specific tow rating, the majority of people who buy the truck and you know, people who listen to the podcast, people who, um, you know, want to, protect their investment people who call you guys up they're you know, they have a different set of goals you know they either want this truck to last them as long as it as long as possible or they're out there racing on the track and they're towing you know day in and day out so it's the, it's almost like the needs are entirely different 
versus you know what Ford might have put in my transmission or what Rand might have put in it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, that's 100% true. I mean, an OEM typically doesn't under-design anything. They always design for some safety factor, the engineering way. Um, but that safety factor based on current power, right? Not, not an increased power. <clears throat> and that's where people typically get themselves in trouble is, you know, there's lots of companies out there that have bolt-on performance for an engine, right? And everybody, well, I say everybody, but most people I know, they go right after the engine. Yeah. Right? They want they want the means to make more power. The secondary thought is the transmission. Yep. So what they'll do is they'll run more power in their engine. <clears throat> they'll bolt on a whole bunch of cool stuff. And then they'll destroy their transmission because they put too much power through it. I mean, the transmission as designed from the factory can only hold so much power given the amount of surface area clutches in there and the amount of line pressure that is controlling the pressure that is forcing the clutch packs together. Um, so once you abuse that, um, you're going to put money in your transmission, but it's an afterthought for, I don't want to quote a number, but I'll guarantee them the vast majority of people. Oh yeah. At anytime anyone I know does something to their truck, I've never had anyone call me over to their house and say, we need to get on the we need to get on the garage floor and you need to look at this transmission I put in. They never do it. It's always, you know, check out this turbo or you know, check out what I did. But why why this episode is so important, why I really want to talk about this topic is we see there was kind of a lull with the newer trucks as far as the tuning part. Well, now we're starting to see companies that have carb approved or carb tested tuning, or they've tested it to an EPA level. And now these guys with, you know, 2020s, 2018s, 2019s, now instead of, you know, 70, 80, 90 horsepower, they're going to be cranking 150, maybe more out of it. And it immediately leads to what you just said, which is, you know, the stock transmission. And, and there's so many times, so many people I've talked to over the years, even myself at one point is, you know, I'm in drive, check engine light comes on. It's a transmission code. I had gear slippage in fifth or sixth gear. I need a transmission now. And then it becomes a problem and you're scrambling like, okay, who's going to build it? What kind of fluid am I going to put into it? I don't want to be in this position again. And it's, it's, it, it is almost an afterthought, but it's so crucial to how you protect you know, your investment. I, so I, I think a lot of guys with newer trucks are going to start to run into this more as the tuning is improved. There's a lot of hard parts that are out there. Um, they're going to start to see these failures. Yeah. And I think the reason why it's the, it's the uh, component that's viewed probably the least is one, your, your service intervals are super long on it, right? 50,000 yeah. miles or something like that before you need to change fluid or longer, right? Um, OEM comes with powertrain warranties. Well, once you start playing around with that, like that thing's out the window. But there's not bolt-on trainee performance, right? Tons of engine stuff, bolt-on. You can do whatever. But very few people have bolt-on transmission performance. The only thing you can bolt on today's transmission is an aftermarket pan, which just holds more fluid. That's about it. 
outside of that, you got to know what you're doing to remove it from the truck and disassemble it. I mean, the performance that you're, you're going to find to increase the transmission is line pressure and friction surfaces, whether it's in a torque converter and the transmission itself. I need more friction and I need more pressure to hold that, those friction surfaces to the steels, which then transmit power. That, that's the magic to uh, a, a higher performance transmission. And I'm dumbing it down. And if Clint from ATS would hear, he'd slap me in the back of the head and say, <laughs> I don't know, there's more into it than just that. Right? <laughs> I get it, Clint. I'm sorry. But nonetheless, um, that's how they do it. Um, th those things you can't do it really at home in your garage. Yeah. Or people really know how to do that, which is why there's very few um, really reputable high performance transmission or transmission companies out there is it's a specialty item you know and you can go have your transmission rebuilt at any local tranny shop but he's putting stock parts back in and those aren't going to help you you need performance parts if you're going to start dialing up the horsepower and then you need fluid that is capable of managing that performance and that's not going to be stock fluids that's what i find a lot with uh with people that message us and and they have really cool builds that are going on and, and there's kind of two different sides i'll see one is the guy that does have the tune maybe has transmission tuning on it and they can raise the pressure a bit uh change the speed that the torque converter locks and they have some bolt-on stuff and but they're not ready to buy an aftermarket transmission from someone and they want to know well what can i do um you know to be able to help it last um i know there's no magic product out there but you know will this help or will this pan help or you know what should i do and the other side is they've had the failure They've looked at the bill from, like I said, four to $10,000, depending on what they have. And they say, I want to put the best that I can put in this transmission to be able to help it live under, you know, what I'm towing or the 700, 800,000 horsepower, whatever it might be. Or I know that there's racers you guys work with out there that are well beyond 1500 horsepower, wow. um, you know, no matter what kind of transmission they're running. So there's all those different sides that factor into it. Yeah. If you're, if you're a guy that really wants his stock tranny to last as long as he can, um, and he's going to occasionally abuse it, tow some stuff, have some fun, crank up the power, um, the, the best thing you can do is drop the fluids, drop the stock fluids and put higher end performance fluids like from us. Um, after that, you're at the mercy of the build of the transmission. Putting a, putting a different pan on it, isn't going to help you. All it's going to do is just delay the time in which the truck cooler heater brings up the temperature of tranny fluid. That's all it's going to do. So your your best your best bet is drop that tranny fluid out, flush it out, put some good synthetic from oil in there, and uh, be careful how high you put the tuning of your engine. Yeah. Because I think if you started asking questions, you know. Again, go back to Clint. He'll tell you pretty much what each of those transmissions will hold for stock or for power over stock. And it's it's not as much as you think. You know, you start saying, I can put a 150 horse tune on my truck. Well, my truck was 400 horse stock, 800 torque. Now I'm up at 550. That transmission's probably at its edge. And that's what he'd say. You know, 550 is about the edge of this transmission. You go any more than that. You're going to be spending money at ATS Diesel. 
Yeah. And it's, it varies so much between them. You know, I, I did a podcast recently and I was chatting with the guests. We're like, why doesn't Ram, you know, offer transmissions at all? <laughs> it seems like they just build the power, maybe 10, 20, 30, you know, 50 horsepower over and, you know, Ford and GM are a little different, but that's, that's true. It, it all comes down to, you know, not cranking as much power as you know as possible out there if you're not ready to buy a transmission then too is doing everything that you can even just staying on top of the maintenance which we talked about um you know in a previous podcast with other fluids is you know just just protecting that investment and you know while we're we're on this topic of of transmission fluid i don't want to leave out the manual guys there's a loyal dedicated um you know following of guys who love their diesel trucks and manual transmissions so i wanted to ask you yeah. <laughs> Love it. Um, I wanted to start with, you know, like the NV4500, 5600, G56, and, and we can even throw in the ZF5s and ZF6 in there a little bit, is what kind of benefits, because you guys do have those fluids as well, um, you know, what uh, what difference do you, can you expect versus, you know, a stock fluid? What, um, you know, what are the character- characteristics of driving one of those trucks like with a different or a higher end fluid, I should say? It's uh, some of the benefits are similar to what you'd experience in the auto training, um, cold weather operability and, you know, getting those synchros to work so that you, it's a smooth shift between gears. Like that's a huge thing. You know, <clears throat> people would say that when they use a, a, a synthetic product, you know, that it's quote unquote slipperier, that's their subjective analysis, right? And slipperier equals a more smooth uh, transition between gears. You know, it's so much nicer to have that stick in your hand going between gears, right? I mean, it, it's not that it's slipperier. Um, it's the fact that, you know, the viscosity is right so that your synchros can work, you know, at the temperature that you're asking it to work at. Um, you obviously, I mean, a manual transmission like an auto has got a bunch of gear sets in there. Um, so you want to have, Good wear protection to your gear sets so that you're not shard metal components in there. Um, and deposit formation is exactly the same. You know, you're driving heat in your transmission. You don't want, you don't want um, deposits to form inside the, the synchro mechanism so that it won't allow you to shift between gears. But fluid dynamics uh, and viscosity is, is huge in manual transmissions. I really because like while you have in an automatic transmission, you have a hydraulic pump that's doing all that work for you you're pushing the clutch in and you're using the stick to trans to transmit the shift between gears and when fluid dynamics is working against you you'll know it real quick i really liked how on the ames oil website i was going through it just you know trying to absorb information and and uh you know learn a little bit more is how you guys break it down on there between like you know i went to the manual transmission fluid section and I see the different options, but I'm looking to see, okay, which one should I run if I have an NV4500? What about an NV5600? What if I have this? What if I have that? And that's a lot of the questions people have is they say, is it the same on a, you know, G56 versus an NV4500? Or I have an Allison 1000. What, which one do I run? Um, you know, what if I have a 48RE? What if I have a 5R110W? And so I really liked how the information was broken down for me so I could quickly see, okay, I've got a Ford. This is what I need to run. Or I have a, a, a Duramax. This is this is what I should do. And that's that's a ton of the questions that, that I see, a ton that we get is what, you know, what fluid do I run? So if someone doesn't know, um, you know, they're brand new to this truck, what are some steps they should go through when analyzing, hey, which fluid do I need? When should I go to it? Um, 
you know, how do they make that decision? And I'm not sure if, if, um, well, I'm sure that, you know, maybe the racing side varies a little bit. I don't know. That, that's probably a good question for me to ask you is, okay. um, you know, the guys out there that are, that are, they're not driving these things every day. And, uh, you know, what, cool if they uh, were. yeah. <laughs> Although some of those guys would say, have you sat in my race truck before? <laughs> There's no AC in it and it's 90 degrees outside. Right. Um, but you know, what, what should I do as a truck owner to, to figure out, you know, what I need, what I should run and just, uh, you know, choose the right one for my application. So I'm a little biased because I work for Amazon. So I'm a, I'm a lubricant uh, manufacturer, right? So as for when you should change your fluids, I change it right from the factory. Um, however, what to change and put in there, that's where we as a company uh, made the decision many years ago to have a very robust lookup guide. Uh, you come, I don't care what you have, we have your make model and the specs for that, that particular application and have a recommendation for it. It is very rare that we do not have a product recommendation for something that's out there. And it's, it's, it's simple, man. You go to the website, you click, you go in, click your make model year, blah, blah. And then it spits out all the fluids you would ever need for that truck, whether it's engine, transmission, coolant, differentials, fuel additives, grease. I mean, the list goes filters, you name it. Um, it's super easy for a user to go and use that. So um, whether you got an old truck or a new truck, if you want to do, if you want to, if you want to do the best you can um, for your truck, put the best fluids you can buy in it, especially when it comes to transmission. We just said this earlier, the, I think today's Ram trucks are 50,000 plus miles on their, and they're not alone, right? 50,000 miles on a transmission fluid. You change it once, you drive the thing for four or five years and you change it again. Why wouldn't you want to have the best in there to make sure that you're protect, protecting your investment? Exactly. And a lot of the, uh, a lot of the you know, recent podcasts guests we've had um, are just truck guys. And they've they've made the decision hey i i wanted to buy this pre-2007 truck i've always wanted it and you know they do it because of either nostalgia or they're connected to it or um, they just want something simpler and they want to protect that investment and you know, we did talk about it with uh, uh with engine oils before you know and gear oils and and now with the transmission is you know th this this monetary investment that we made in this vehicle what's what can i do to make sure that it lasts what's what uh what steps can i take proactively to make sure you know because i don't have to buy a transmission right away or i don't have uh you know a gear issue or, or something in the differentials going on and it's just so crucial it's, it's like a huge it seems like an industry i mean not industry but community-wide trend the last couple of years is I'm not going to go buy a new truck. I want to, you know, maintain the one that I have, my 2006, my 2010, my 98, you know, whatever it might be. So, yeah. You know the, have you seen the price of new trucks? They're a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. I mean, and, that's why people can't buy one. Yeah. Or if you can find one, <laughs> you got a special right. order yeah. and wait. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, the best thing you can do is to, to give your truck the best that you can afford. Right. And, that, and that's kind of how I boil it down to because, it's all about what you can afford. Um, if you want to maintain that truck for as long as possible, put the best fluids in it you can. Right? As soon as you buy the thing, day two you own it. Drop everything out of it and change it over to the best that you can afford. 
I would sure love you to come over to Amazon.com and buy some stuff from us because it's the best that you can find. Um, and that's step one to making sure that, you know, the mechanics of your truck that, that are, that require lubricants are going to be the best protected they can. You want to step number two that I always tell people, you want to protect your truck for as long as you can. Not so hard on the right foot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, if, if you are going to be hard on the right foot, just do the upgrades in the, the, the correct order. <laughs> I was told by a very wise young man at Diesel Power Challenge many years ago um, that if you if you want to play this game, you know, you want to participate in this game, start with a foundation and build up. Don't just start bolting stuff on. Start with a good foundation, which means, you know, from transmission perspective, what's your horsepower goal? I mean, do you want to? Do you want to destroy your transmission and then have to buy a whole new one and maybe not use any of those components because you've destroyed it? Or would you rather build it that's capable for your horsepower goals um, and then you never have to worry about it? It's the same thing with an engine. I can take a bone stock engine and put, put an aftermarket turbo on it and some tuning and I can drive a whole lot more horsepower. That doesn't mean that my crank and my bearings and my rods are capable though, or my heads are capable. So it's, it's building a foundation based on the goals you would really want for your truck and what you're going to do with it. And yes, it costs money. Nothing in life is free, but I would rather, I would rather be proactively doing things than reactively uh, popping a motor on the side of the road and getting a tow back to town a hundred miles. Right. Um, I would rather spend the money up front, build it right, not cause other catastrophic damage uh, because of that. Um, and then be happy knowing that I can be abusive on my right foot because I did it right from the beginning. That's why I love doing these episodes about, about you know, fluids and lubricants because, you know, with transmissions, we've had Clint from ATS on, we've had Suncoast, Firepunk, RevMax, um, BD, other ones on. And it, I'm, I've always been fascinated with transmissions, but you know, a lot of enthusiasts out there, they're familiar with torque converter and billet shafts and different things with the valve body, but in general, it's almost like the fluids are almost an afterthought. And I'd even go as far as to say, even with engine oil um, and differential fluid is, you know, if we're going to have an engine built, we're thinking, okay, I'm going to do billet rods. I'm going to do a compound turbo set, these big injectors, big injection pump. Uh, yeah. Just throw this, you know, this engine oil in or, oh, the, you know, throw ETF plus four in, in my transmission, whatever it might be. And it's it, like you said, it's, it's part of the foundation. So I appreciate you shedding some light on, on the topic and uh, getting us our first episode talking about transmission fluids. Um, it was Absolutely. cool. I learned a lot. Absolutely. What, what drives, what drives me bonkers, you know, working for a lubricant company is I've talked to hundreds of people, right? Thousands of people. And they, they put tons of money into, whatever they're building, right? Transmission, truck, engine, differentials, et cetera, et cetera. So they'll put $15,000 into transmission and then they'll put the cheapest training fluid they can buy, which doesn't make any sense. Or they'll put $60,000 into an engine and go buy the cheapest engine oil they can buy. Um, to me, there's this, there's this disconnect between you can build the most stout engine in the world or the most stout transmission in the world. But if you don't have a fluid that's capable of managing it, you just poured your money down the drain yeah. and you're going to redo it again. 
So the the if you're if you're gonna invest in something in your truck, then spend a little extra money to make sure that your lubricant is capable of the performance you need. And if you don't know, you know, the difference between one or another, um, just buy the best you can and then you don't have to worry about it. If people have any questions for you guys, um, you, you had mentioned, you know, going to Amsoil, uh, the Amsoil website, but if they want to call in and, and chat with you or, or anyone, you know, at the team there, um, what's, uh, what's the best way to call in and get some questions answered where they have an automatic manual, you know, curious of, of what to run in their transmission? Um, we have a department, we have a technical service department that is purely just there to answer questions from customers alike. Um, and they're pretty knowledgeable folks. Um, if they can't answer it, they usually forward it off to stuff like, and, uh, stuff like me. And I'll have conversations with customers about more unique things, you know, not just, Hey, I got a bone stock truck. What, uh, what Anzo product should I run in it? It's, Hey, I got a, uh, I got a 2,250 horsepower engine uh, that I purely just drag race with like what fluid is best for it. Because that is an entirely different realm um, of viscosity. Um, and you can win with lower vis fluids um, to make power, not just efficiency, but power in that type of realm. But you need to have just enough in order to keep rotating components from touching. So that's that's some of the questions that I typically get into is the more complex outside of the box type of real fun <laughs> conversations. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure next year, like I said, a lot's going on in diesel and the power numbers just keep going up and up and up. So I'm sure uh, some of those, some of those guys will be calling you here probably during the winter to figure out what to run in their transmissions. But as always, it's uh, it's fantastic to chat with you, Mark. I appreciate your time and expertise and educating us on, uh, on transmission fluids. Yep. Thanks a lot. Don't forget diesel fans. If you're not part of our discord, click the link down below. It'll take you right over to the app. It's super easy to use. We got tons of different sections for you guys there, depending what your interest is, what kind of truck that you have. We want to see the builds that you guys are working on. If you have questions about, you know, what kind of injectors should you run or turbos, there's a lot of really active members that we have there that can share their experiences, let you know the parts that they use for, for their build and, and how they enjoy the drivability or the power number that they were looking to reach. I also want to give a shout out to a couple of our Patreon sponsors, Wright's Diesel Service and Texas Diesel Supply. If you guys are looking for a way to connect with the podcast even more and be involved with it, there's a link down below to our Patreon. The packages we have, they start at $3 a month and your support goes a really long way to be able to help us continue to grow, help us uh, be able to deliver the best podcast um, you know, that's out there for Cummins Duramax Power Stroke Trucks. Until next time, keep the shiny side up.